You are listening to the Think Brick Australia podcast. Think Brick Australia represents the clay brick and paver manufacturers of Australia. Brick by Brick, our podcast will discuss technical information and architectural case studies with special guests. I'm your host, Cathy Inglis, the acting CEO of Think Brick Australia. Today I'm joined by Jack Gill, the technical lead at Think Brick Australia, and we're going to talk about paving and specifications for clay pavers. So welcome, Jack. Thanks for having me, Cathy. So what are the relevant standards for clay pavers and what do people need to think about when you're considering clay pavements? Yeah, so there's a lot of different questions when we're going around and and considering a clay pavement. So obviously it starts with choosing the right specific materials. And when we're thinking clay pavers, we want to be looking at the Australian standards that actually dictate the properties that those individual units should have. So these would be your AS4455 and AS4456 standards. And these apply to not only pavers, but also clay masonry and concrete masonry units. So specifically, we want to be looking at 4455.2, which is our pavers and flag standard, as well as our 4456 series and AS4596. So Jack, the 4452 and 4456 series, these are the manufacturing and testing standards. So these apply to the pavers as they're manufactured and what we test to. Is that correct? That's correct. So these will dictate the different characteristics, including, you know, your braking load, including your dimensions and other procedures and factors that the units will need to meet if they're used in a given paving application. So that's the manufacturing standard and the testing standards. And AS4586, what's that one about, Jack? So AS4586, that details and dictates your slip resistance classification. So if you can imagine a paver, if we're putting it beside a pool or if we're putting it on a roadway where you've got pedestrians walking on it, staircases where there might be obstacles, we need to ensure that people aren't going to slip over and that these surfaces will be safe for pedestrians to use. So there's different slip ratings required depending on what the application of pavers are and how they're used. Yeah, that's correct. So what are the relevant tests for clay pavers then related to the properties themselves? So as per AS4455.2, so the dimensions of clay pavers is probably one of the first properties that we want to be checking over. And the dimensions can be tested and detailed in accordance with AS4456.3, which is the method of test for determining dimensions. You'll notice there's lots of similar standards here that have similar numbers and, and parts and different details. So if for all those listeners, just stay on track with us, but all this information is in the show notes as well. But going back to 4456.3, this is where we line up our pavers and the most commonly used method for dictating our dimensions is to actually line up 20 units and measure those for your length, your width and your height. So we actually get that measurement across 20 units and then we're able to average that out to see what our actual individual unit dimensions are. And that gives a deviation in pavers, particularly for clay pavers, because they're not all exact, are they? No, that's correct. So because we've got natural materials and because these are kiln-fired, you get a little bit of dimensional deviation, but that's due to the nature of having these natural products. 
So there's going to be some tolerances with the deviation in the pavers. That's exactly correct. And that's due to the nature of the products themselves. We are using natural products and we're making natural units here. And due to the firing, they're slightly different size, but also slightly different colours. And that's the beauty of clay pavers. Exactly. You get a little bit of this really nice patterning that's just intrinsic to the actual product itself. So the other important property with clay pavers is breaking load so that the breaking load can be suitable for the application you're using them in. So can you explain a bit more about that? Yeah, that's correct, Kathy. And our characteristic breaking load, this is essentially the maximum load that a paver can withstand. And it's the primary strength criteria that we're going to assess when we're looking at putting in clay pavers into a given application. It shouldn't be confused with the compressive strength. This is something we've talked about a little bit on this podcast with regards to walling systems. So your breaking load is going to be that maximum load that's inflicted downward onto your individual paving unit. And if you exceed the breaking load for a specific application, you have the potential for the pavers to crack or break if you exceed that. That's exactly right. And that's obviously not what we want for our pavement. No. So the other thing that needs to be considered is durability. Yes, definitely. So this is something we've touched on in different podcasts here at Think Australia, but the beauty of clay products is that they have that exceptional durability. So they are resistant to salt attack and they're resistant to different wear and tear. So if you're putting down a clay paving product, you're likely to have something that's going to be resilient and last the test of time. So what is the actual test requirements for determining the durability? Because you do need a bit of extra durability around a saltwater swimming pool and in places where you've got higher ground salts or more aggressive ground salts. Yeah, that's correct. And this will be dictated usually by a salt attack classification or an exposure grade rating for the products. Perfect. So what are some of the recommended specifications for clay pavers? So specifications are greatly influenced by the level of traffic or movement that you're going to get across your pavement. And it's dictated by how your pavement's actually going to be accessed once it's been laid. So if you can imagine the traffic movement or the load that's given from someone walking across the pavement varies greatly from having a vehicle or a truck driving down your pavement. So generally speaking, in our AS4455 series, it gives minimum paver thicknesses for different applications. And this goes back to what you were saying before, Kathy, about ensuring that our pavers don't snap as a car is driving over them. So the thicker pavers have slightly better braking loads. So when you've got vehicle movements or vehicles on them, you need that increased braking load. So those will be thicker pavers with higher braking load requirements. Yes, those would be those ones. And generally speaking, a 60 mil or sometimes even a 76 mil, almost comparable to a standard brick size, those might be used for those heavier trafficked applications. Excellent. Well, that makes sense. And the other thing is that the standards actually cover both pavers and flags. So what's a flag, Jack? That's a great question. So this goes down to the actual dimensions that we were talking about before and the size of our units. So we have what we in the industry generally refer to as pavers or small format pavers. And then conversely, we have flags. And these flags are individual units that have a size larger than 0.08 metres squared. And the other thing with pavers is very important is the base they're laid on because the base is critically important in determining the properties and the longevity of your pavement. So you can have flexible pavements where the sand joints between the pavers or you can have rigid pavements. So 
tell us a bit about the base course and the specifications for these. Yes, definitely. So depending on, again, going back to those different vehicle or traffic loadings that our pavement is going to be subjected to, this is actually going to dictate the material thickness below our pavers. So if you think of it almost a little bit like a trifle, the pavers are actually sort of your top layer. And then if you actually cut into a cross section, you'll actually have what you're laying the pavers on top of. So Kathy, you mentioned you might have a sand or you might have a, a mortar course there. And then underneath that layer that you're laying the pavers on, you'll have what's known as a base course. And this is where our pavement actually gets its strength from. And this is where engineering design might actually come into play when you're looking at specifying your clay pavement. So different base course materials include some things like our gravel and granular base courses. However, you might actually opt to lay your clay pavers on top of an existing concrete pavement. And this may form your base course in this certain example. So there's a few different materials. And depending on what we're laying our pavers on top of, this will dictate how thick our overall pavement is going to be so that we're not going to get a failure from a car or from someone using the pavement. And I think that's good to note that there's a wide range of ways you can install clay pavers and depending on the application, you need to pick the most suitable paver and the most suitable sub-base to perform to the application required. Yeah, definitely. There's a great deal of versatility. And the fantastic thing about clay pavers and clay products is that all of our manufacturers that we represent here at ThinkBrick make and manufacture a really great range of different products, different colors, different finishes. So depending on the look that you're actually after for that top layer that you're eventually going to see when the pavement is complete, you can actually go and access a range of different variations here to get the exact look that you're after. Thanks, Jack. And thanks for joining me on the Think Brick podcast today. And I believe there's going to be some more details on clay pavers coming up in a future episode. That's right. We have a couple more episodes coming. So everyone stay tuned while we pave the way forward. And for those that are looking for additional information following this podcast, you're more than welcome to go onto our Think Brick Australia website. We have some great technical resources specific to clay paving, and they will be a great resource for you for your next home paving project. Thank you, Jack. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please follow, rate and review our podcast. We are always looking for new ways to think brief. If you have an idea of what you'd like to hear about, there's a link in our show notes to let us know.